I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of the Corazon Chronicles podcast. Super excited to be here. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, we're doing a lot today, okay? We're tackling a lot of topics. Uh, this is going to be kind of our thoughts on a lot of different pop culture moments that are happening right now in dating. Yeah. We've got some breaking dating app news that has to do with Elon Musk. We're just like, I don't even know where to start with that shit. And that's significant for us because we did, we met on a dating app. Yes. And if you don't know our story, all you got to do is tune into episode three of the podcast and we're sharing all the tea in there. That's crazy that you actually know what episode that was. Yeah, because that one was like a major one. That was like the announcement of like the whole relationship for a lot of people. Mm, so okay, got that's it. a big one. All right. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be talking about a TikTok that I saw where she's talking about, are you secretly dating your biggest hater? Um, yeah, that one you guys are gonna be uh, <clears throat> a little bit a little triggered on that one. It's like I, I just got done watching it with her, and I was like, all right. I mean, <laughs> she definitely has a valid point, though. So yeah. So, um, but I think the let's start with this topic that I feel like everybody and their mother is talking about because she literally won't go away. Jada Pinkett on her Toxicity tour for her new book, where she's disclosed. A bunch of shit about her marriage that literally nobody asked for. Right. She's always, that's been her shtick, though. Like, that's her thing, right? It's like she just goes out and talks crazy. Ever since, how long has she been on that show? Is it The View? No, she was not on The View. She was on her own show, The Red Table Talk. And first of all, she announced, for anybody that doesn't know, that her and Will Smith have been separated for seven years. Yeah, which is wild, you know, through the whole entanglement. Yeah, so he was, he was aware of all the stuff. Like, they gave each other hall passes. <laughs> they literally haven't been living together. But they will not get divorced because they've, quote-unquote, committed to the fact that they're, like, life partners. I want to know your thoughts on this. Like, why the fuck don't they just get divorced? Because this is this feels so insanely toxic to me. Well, we were just at the Chappelle show the other night. Uh, Chappelle came to Tampa. And uh, he had some interesting, interesting input on this one too. But um, God dang, I, it's it's just so crazy because it's like Will Smith's a, an attractive guy. He's a wealthy guy. He like, seems a very likable guy. I don't know. I don't know why he can't just get out here and and go do his own thing. You know, I don't know why he's so uh, stuck on her. I know it's the the mother of his kids and stuff like that. But Maybe just it's the time. I don't know. It's just the way that she is. And then all the shit with the Tupac and just yes, all kinds right. of stuff. She did mention that Tupac was allegedly her actual soulmate, yeah. even though they were never romantically together, according to her new book. And then she said her, him and Will Smith would have been like really, good, really good friends or something. <laughs> like, everybody, gets, everybody gets to hit Jada. Oh, my God. Uh, but like, and it's, it, it, I don't know. It's, I, I personally, she puts a bad taste in my mouth. I, I, I can't, I can't. Uh, take her serious. I don't take her, I don't take her kids. I don't take the family serious. Yeah. I just don't. Um, Will Smith was decent, but you know, I just he, he he comes across very fake, and and obviously the whole family is just. I just I I can't. It's hard to give any input on it because I'm so biased as far as like I just don't like her as yeah. an individual. So it feels I, very I gratuitous. I think the whole situation it just feels very much like. 
<clears throat> I'm just going to be as messy as possible for yeah. like dollars. Yeah. Just because I feel like with all the stuff that has allegedly gone on in their relationship, I don't know why you would actively seek to like put your business out there. And maybe just because as a Latina, I was definitely raised in the type of household that is like, you don't need to be putting your fucking business on blast, especially yes. if like there's drama for so many reasons. Like even how that can affect your family's perception of mm -hmm. your relationship, your friends, like they're mm -hmm. always going to be biased towards you. So when you start putting your shit out there, it's going to be toxic. But then when you have a public stage yeah. and you're like inviting fucking strangers into your relationship, <laughs> that so to me crazy. just feels nuts. Like why would you even subject your family to that shit? Uh, I, I don't know. To I, sell books? I think, I think that Jada's never really had limelight but she's never been able to to be 50 50 in that house as far as like yeah you know like stuff to hang her own hat on yeah there's nothing right and then she ends up getting the show and then you know the the, the little bit of tabloids or whatever and ever since she's gotten the show it's been it's been non-stop jada this jada that jada mm -hmm. this you know and and um i just i think it just speaks to how talentless she is well i think that actually probably is a big reason why they separated because i know she's talked about the fact that she feels like that will as a partner couldn't meet her emotional needs because he was too busy like trying to conquer the world and make money and blah 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 and she was just like i don't give a fuck about that like i just i want to feel like an equal in this relationship and whatever so i think that what you're saying actually makes a lot of sense because she it almost feels to me like she'll do whatever it takes to get the attention on her mm. regardless of like who's going to crash and burn because i know like if my mom was out here on some fucking press tour talking about that like they've been separated for seven years and she's uh, had entanglements and like <laughs> their dad's got a fucking girlfriend in miami and like whatever the hell else is in this book like i would be like mom have you fucking lost it does, like does he have another chick i mean he's had girlfriends that oh. you know but it's always been alleged because they've gone in public on the red carpet pretending like they're, you know, the couple's goals and shit. Yeah. And then in the meantime, we now find out that it's all been a fucking facade, which I think that's what annoys me. Yeah. When it's like you guys want to be out here portraying yourself as like the Hollywood it couple that's mm -hmm. like figured it out when so many people haven't. Right. And it's like, nah, y'all are just out here like faking like the rest of everybody. Right. You know, it's not like uh, Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys or mm -hmm. anything like that. I mean, I, I sometimes I even question the Jay-Z and Beyonce relationship. That too, shit's toxic. I, well, I, I just don't know. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. I wanted to get your thoughts on Bad Bunny's SNL appearance. So, just for you guys that may might be out of the loop or whatever, don't care. But Bad Bunny was on SNL two weeks ago, and he did a majority a majority of it in Spanish. Yeah, that was boss ass energy. Like he said, I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna do shit the way that I want to do it, mm -hmm. which is just completely on brand for him. His English is getting pretty good. He is clearly, you know, Kendall's helping or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a thing, right? I mean, uh, I mean, it is what it is. I think um, he's not really letting anything kind of get in his way. Um, yeah, he's got like a he's got a plan. I mean, if she's part of the plan, yeah, that's cool. But I think I don't think that I see him being the type to like fall head over heels and no go out on this fucking like simp energy of like oh my god I got a Kardashian. But none of their men have really done that. Like all the all the sisters, all their men have just been like, yeah, I'm with a Kardashian. Well, I would argue that Chloe attracts those simp dudes. Here we go. And maybe we'll transition into that, but yes. yeah, ahead, take it away. So I'm I'm a big fan of the Kardashians <laughs> reality show just it, because it gets played in the, it gets played. A it's fine. You know, they're annoying and they're the people that you love to hate. But I also love just I've watched them for so long that it's kind of just like it's interesting to just follow their journey. Yeah, and yeah, I, I can't yeah. hate on their business acumen. Like these people are fucking brilliant when it comes to just content brands. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to be a fucking successful influencer, go do it with the Kardashians do. Like they've basically put out a fucking blueprint yeah. and the whole family has followed the blueprint and it works. So at this point I'm like, I'll take a masterclass from Kim Kardashian because the bitch knows how to make money. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, the whole family does. Yes. Um, but one of the things that a lot of them have in common is their lack of success in relationships. And Chloe, which is, uh, I want to say she's third in line, right? Because it's it's Courtney, it's Kim, and then Chloe, I okay. think. 
Okay. So Chloe, as a reminder, yeah. So Chloe, as a reminder, she was originally with like Lamar Odom, right? And they got married super early into their relationship. I want to say like a couple months. He was the brothel overdose. Yeah, he's the basketball player, the LA Laker, who went on a serious like drug binge during their marriage. And she ended up finding him like almost half dead in a brothel. It was a fucking chaos. He was cheating on her their whole relationship. It was toxic, terrible. go out with a bang, man. (laughs) I'm telling you, guys like that. (laughs) So she goes from that to Tristan Thompson, which is the father of her two kids. Mm. Who also cheated on her during both of her pregnancies in a very public manner. Paparazzi found that shit. With the second pregnancy that was actually through a surrogate, he conceived another child. While cheating? While this whole thing, while they were planning on having another baby. So it was fucking chaotic. And then obviously they broke up too. Did he still have the child? or did the Yeah, other, he's got woman? a random ass kid that was born basically around the same time as Chloe and his second child. All right, well, babe, this might be the perfect time <laughs> to tell you. Shut up. <laughs> I have conceived. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so the latest episode of the Kardashians was uh, Chloe talking to her mom. Almost my entire life of men, they all have to realize how great I am after they've showed me how terrible they can be. So why can't someone see how great I am to begin with? Tristan's a great guy. If you don't think it infuriates me that I basically helped mold this person to who he is, and now the greatness of him gets to be shared with someone else, yeah, that's very frustrating for me. Because everybody's like, when are you going to start getting out there again? Like, you should start dating. It's been a while. And they're even, like, encouraging her to consider dating Tristan again Oh shit! because quote unquote, you know, he's changed. He's done the work. He's a great father. You uh, might regret he's this. Still blah, got blah, that blah. Dog in him. Right. He's still got that dog, which in is him. what Chloe's basically like, bro, I'm done. Like we're not revisiting that shit again. Yeah. Too much damage has been done. And when they ask her, okay, but like, why aren't you putting yourself out there? She's basically like, I have a track record of attracting broken men mm. that then I have proceeded to rehabilitate mm. and turn into a better version of them for them to go and be with other women. Isn't, so I don't want to do that. Isn't there a movie? There, There's a movie. Um, I think it's Matthew McConaughey, but it's uh, something about he's got, he gets a spell put on him. Mm. That every chick that he dates, they end up finding their true love right after mm-hmm. him, and then he ends up like turning it into a business, yeah. right? And then like he ends up meet he meets this one chick, and he doesn't want to go out with her because he wants him to be the yeah yeah. It's a it's a cool rom com. Like, yeah, cheesy, but we gotta fun. put the the link to what the hell the name of the movie is in the description because I forget right now. It's very Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he was definitely an, an icon of romantic comedies for a very long time. I mean, he was jacked. And the guy had the body of like fucking Hollister. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious on your thoughts about like, you know, when you're that jaded, mm-hmm. you know, how do you get, how do you get past that? Because I think there are a lot of people who feel like I've just continued to invest energy into shit that doesn't pan out, and then you know I see this motherfucker five years down the road. He's a wholesome dad. He's like all the things that he said he was going to be for me, but he never was. Like, how do you not let that turn you off to the point where you just stop dating? Uh, I mean, I guess that would be tough to not take it like personal, right? Um, but I would say that y- you can't really get caught up in where someone else is at um, after you get, you know, after you guys are done, you know, because that's that that's that person's timeline. That's their that's their life's their their whole little book that they've got going on. You know, you can't really. You know, who knows if it had anything to do with you splitting up or any type of work that you did to this this man of like, you know, she's almost like I'm building these men for these women. But I I mean, how much is she really doing? I guess. I mean, she she picks she she, picks projects. What is she like working on and fixing? Well, like putting them in therapy, like giving them a stable home. She has this thing with like attracting men from broken homes where it's like, you know, either they grew up with single moms. She probably feels bad with the how privileged she grew up. So that's like her way of giving out turkeys to the hood on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like when you see a pattern, you have to start to think about like, how am I contributing to this pattern? This is not just happening to me. This is like conscious shit that I'm picking. And if there's things that continue, like, I feel like her two relationships were mirror images of each other. It was just like 
toxic guy like on drugs or he's like addicted to sex or combination of that they're both basketball players she needs to i guess she needs to figure out where she's meeting these men because it sounds like she's meeting these men uh, i mean obviously there's dm action but i feel like they're they're running around in some type of la circle um yeah meeting these people at these little mansion parties and shit that it's like kind of exclusive Mm -hmm. so being that high up your dating pool is um, limited. The dating pool is so fucking small. Yeah. I mean, it's like growing up in a small town, and then like once you've hooked up with fucking Bethany, now <laughs> the other the other six or seven girls that you would hook up with are all like, "Well, I can't do that to Bethany." Yeah, because they all know each other, right? I can't do that, yeah. you know. So like, now you have to deal with that, and then you have to deal with people who are also super elite. That way, you don't have to worry about anybody with wrong intentions, like whatever, you've got your own money. I know that you're not like here because I have the, the money. So I don't know I, how she works past that. I, I don't know. I would say like, I definitely just wouldn't takes go time. What? Maybe just takes time. Yeah. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go back to the baby daddy. That's for sure. I would leave it as it is. Cause like she said on the show and I'm, I'm, I am being the boyfriend. I'm watching these things. <laughs> um, but she did say that like, he is they they're in a really good spot. They're really good friends. It's like everything's cordial. He's in good with the family. Like I wouldn't fuck that up, you know, especially really you're all you're adding into what they have right now is is sex by them being together is just is just sex. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all you're adding. Yeah, cuz they have an emotional connection through their kids. Yeah, it's not love like romantic love, but they, I'm sure they like have, you yeah, know, mutual yeah, platonic that's... love like as a human beings to each other. Yeah, they're going to save each other's life if if it came to it. So Well, that's the thing. Um apparently his mom like recently passed away out of nowhere and then she was the full-time caretaker for his disabled brother. So like Chloe mm. took both of them into her house like while this whole shit was happening. Oh, I right. don't know yeah, if I right. could be that generous He's got to so an much ex. Money, though. Why did he have to go crash with her? I mean, he could literally just go rent a fucking flat in a skyscraper somewhere for for like month by month this is for true. $10,000 a month. Let me I just need a place to stay i'm not gonna go to baby mama's house yeah. with my disabled brother i think honestly it was maybe it was a ploy on his part to like get that quality time with her to see if like he could one last rekindling attempt i guess but oh, it felt kind of thirsty i was just like bro you ain't got nobody else you call? it just feels like bro you're, you're balling out of fucking control you had a louis vuitton fucking sweater <laughs> jumpsuit on that shit was every bit of three thousand dollars <laughs> like and but anyway so that's yeah i mean I, I definitely wish her the best though she does seem like you know she's just focused on the kids right now and stuff like that so you know yeah i mean more power to him yeah good luck um <laughs> so you know speaking of dating in an elite setting did you know that there's like a, this really expensive app called the league that you can pay like upwards of a thousand dollars a month to be a member if you're like a rich, successful person that's looking to somebody to date. This, this is actually makes sense because if I'm you know making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month and I'm looking to meet somebody and I don't want a gold digging person, yeah, then <laughs> uh, I guess I would be more than willing to pay a thousand dollars or whatever a month just to be able to find somebody, you know? Yeah. There's a, apparently when you sign up for this, you get a concierge service, which basically like helps you figure out, you know, it's almost like a matchmaker and, uh, you know, it tracks like who, how often you log in, if you respond to people's messages, how picky you are, blah, blah, blah. And it will also flag your profile if you're flaky or rude to dates, Mm. Because they're just like, nobody on here is going to be wasting people's fucking time for like $1,000 a month. I don't really want to be on a dating site that has fucking ratings, though. Like, (laughs) I don't want to see that this chick has 4.3 stars and she's been on 21 dates. Like, that's fucking crazy. (laughs) You know, let my mind be what it is. I'd be like, no, she's she's clean. She's nice. Yeah. Fucking three guys. That's it. I mean, I guess the good thing is like you're not going to be catfished because they actually do like vet your profile. You have to do like video verification and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to have like a certain income level. They're going to verify all that stuff. So I guess like, you know, besides hiring a matchmaker, maybe if, you know, you want to try something and you're trying to meet some quality individuals. I would do it. I would do the I would do the matchmaker thing, too. Like we were watching that show. Matched or something. It's got to be something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those dating shows. Speaking of dating shows. Yes. 
What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> All of you guys know we watch 90 Day Fiance, and there's like three or four different versions. The last one, the one that just wrapped up, right? It's done The Last now. Resort. The Last Resort. Um, there's four couples. There were five, but they ended with four because one of the couples left because they broke up midway. Right. So mm-hmm. the gist of the, of the show is they've got all these couples that are like veterans uh, that met through 90 Day Fiance. And they're like in a rocky stage of their relationship, right? They don't know if they want to continue or whatever. So they get these five couples that all have issues and they bring them down to this resort in Marathon, Florida. And they have, it's essentially like couples retreat, the movie, yes. but like stretched out over like two months or something. Yeah. And uh, so they're going to counseling and, you know, they're airing stuff out and blah, blah, blah. Um, anyways, it ended with the four couples and mm-hmm. how did that go? I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah. So Oswelu and Kalani, which have been toxic since day one, yes. they actually decided to get a divorce after Kalani revealed on the show that he'd been cheating on her basically the entirety of their marriage. Mm-hmm. I think she said it was like around 12 times. Yeah. And, um, internet cheating in person cheating. Yes. The man got thrush in his throat from eating some random woman's box. Yeah. So <laughs> it is what it is. And you see what we're dealing with here. But because of that last incident, he actually ended up giving her a hall pass in which she met another man Forgot about this. and they slept together and she realized, Oh, there's other fish in the sea. She likes this guy. She likes, she this, guy. likes this guy. And at one point in the show, he actually came down to visit her at the couple's retreat location. At the resort. They saw each other. They ended up having sex. And it basically confirmed to her, like, I am no longer in love with my husband. Yeah. I'm ready to be out. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. She just realized, I'm no longer attracted to this man. Like, he just, I'm physically ill looking at him and thinking about having sex with him. Right. Well, and then also, uh, it is good to know that he was trying, right? That was yeah. the reason that they came to the, to the thing. Cause they have two kids, they have two boys. Um, and, uh, that, you know, he was, he was very emotional about it. He was always crying about it. Uh, obviously very remorseful, blah, blah, blah. But then he and the other guys on the trip, the husbands, whatever, they all, group up and they go to a fucking strip club okay strip clubs are bad juju all the way around yes <laughs> especially for someone who's in a relationship unless, unless you're going together to the strip club unless you're going that together. i endorse right we haven't done that yet no our time will come <laughs> so anyways he goes to the strip club and he's the one who's the most rockiest and who's closest to being single out of all these guys, right? He's pretty much single. He's not getting any play from his chick. Yep. She's out here staying the night with some dude that flew to the resort. Craziness. So anyways, he's getting lap dances and blah, blah, blah. And you could see a glimpse of that dog in him, right? When he was at that strip club, you can see. He loves that shit. You can see the guy in him yep. that got the thrush, that did the cheating 12 times. So anyways, yep. so they ended up splitting up. Those are fucking crocodile tears, though. I'm sorry. Like, if you do think, but if you do something once, it's a mistake. If you do something 12 fucking times, you have a problem that cannot be solved by anybody except a fucking professional. And then, you know, they were also saying, because they're they're both Samoan, right? Oh, divorce is not a thing. And they said that divorce is not a thing, and that also men are not educated on like it, it's 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 like socially acceptable for men to fuck around you know way worse than puerto ricans right <laughs> way worse than us it's like it's like the, the women accept it right it's just it's almost I, I bet you the women it's probably so socially acceptable that the women flirt with men that are taken because they are oh know. yeah like i'm sure it's just a thing yeah okay like, hey, i'm gonna go fuck her man that shit's wild. So they were the only couple to announce that they were not going to get divorced. Um, Michael and Angela yeah. are staying together. Uh, that whole shit is so crazy. I'm yeah. like, I don't know how you date somebody that's like 30 years older than you, um, but cool. She's a walking Marlboro Red. <laughs> Literally a walking Marlboro Red. If you could picture that, a picture of Marlboro Red. I don't think there's mixed, a more accurate description. With a Budweiser can <laughs> and a fucking trailer in Alabama somewhere with a pet alligator. This is the woman. You had Big Ed and Liz. Oh, my God. Big Ed is like, he swears he's a reformed narcissist. But I'm like, the narcissist doesn't actually ever get well, healed. He's bad. <laughs> he's you guys gotta go he's got gaslighting on, on 
you know, perfected as a science. He he bows up to grown ass men yes. that would beat the shit out of him. Yes. He's all like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Oh, bro, you're crazy." And then we had a um, take it serious. I'm like, "I don't even want to hit you now." No, I already know. You already know that's gonna be a fight <laughs> that you're gonna win good. unfairly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Yara, Yara and Jovi. Ooh, yeah, how'd that go? Uh, so they stayed together, which I was surprised about because while the guys went on their stripper escapade, mm. he actually texted one of his stripper friends who worked at the club that they went to because he wanted to quote unquote, just get her to give them like, you know, a good itinerary of like where they should go and, and maybe meet up. This? This was a stripper that he went on vacation with, yeah. that he swore up and down that they didn't have sex. This but be- this is before the relationship, though. He didn't like go on vacation no, with no, this no. chick. This is before. But either way, the moral of the point, the, the moral of the story is he's a he's a strip club rat. Yes, he, he's the one who's who. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So continue. No, he he um, told Yara that they never hooked up, even though they went to Jamaica for two weeks, you know, whenever they knew each other. But you, you guys do the math. They asked him on camera, like, you know, one of those sidebar things that they do. Like, did you all sleep together? And he said, oh, yeah, of course. So it's just like, bitch, why are you lying? You know, they're going to get you on the fucking reunion. So it is what it is. Yeah, but I, Some of the stuff, I wonder how orchestrated it is, you know, how scripted it is. Um, you know, with the Jasmine, excuse me, with the Jasmine and Dane thing, when I see Dane. Oh, that's from the, another season. Yeah. It's yeah. from another, but when I see Dane, he's not really Google eyes for Jasmine. He's not like flirtatious. He's not grabby, feely. It feels very acquaintance, acquaintancy. Right. And it's like, I, how, you know how easy it is for the show just to be like, hey, we're going to spice up this relationship yeah. on the show. And you need to act like this is your man who lives in the same building. Mm-hmm. And then we need to like make it make this whole storyline. Well, of yeah, like, all of it could, is scripted. Could be fucking Dane. And then he did help you with the butt implants, but don't tell Gino. And Gino, <laughs> when she does tell you, make sure you're like, what the hell, Jasmine? All I know is that watching this show makes me feel very good about my own relationship because I'm like, there's so much fuck shit going on here. If if that's even like half of what we're seeing, I'm like, y'all can have it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. I, I like a, <laughs> I'm a very simple, calm, relaxed life in general yeah i don't like the drama been there done that we've both been there done that ain't nobody got time for it nobody got no time you know what else ain't nobody got time for apparently elon musk wants to make x aka formerly known as twitter a fucking dating app okay it's gonna be a thousand dollar barrier to entry i hope not but (laughs) so this was reported on fox business recently that he wants to turn X into a dating app because it's his push to basically turn it into a, quote, everything app. And let me explain what that actually is talking about. Another Facebook, I guess. Basically. Facebook has dating. They have marketplace. Basically. So it's going to be allegedly an opt-in feature on the app, right? So it's kind of like Facebook marketplace, like you participate if you want to. But, um, you know, basically Elon Musk is trying to convince us that this is going to save humanity from extinction. Because apparently there's declining fertility rates in developing countries. And so he's planning on making X like 10 times better than conventional dating apps to prevent population collapse. He's, 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 <laughs> he's been on this storyline. Um, you guys, I don't know if anybody, I'm sure a lot of the dudes out there um, watch the Joe Rogan podcast and the infamous Elon Musk episode. But And then he just did another one, actually. I think it was like literally today. But um, I... 
he's been saying this whole underpopulating, yeah. no breeding. He's got like fucking 11 kids. So I'm like, you keep going, sir. Yeah, I mean, you can have kids for us, man. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what the deal is. Well, he's so looking at developed countries with like America and like places where it's very fucking expensive to have a kid, right? Like nowadays it costs upwards of $300,000 to raise a child from age zero to 18. And that's not factoring in college. So it's like, oh, no shit. Nobody's having fucking kids because we can't afford it. Because we're literally going to end up living in a box, right? Um, versus developing countries, one of the reasons why, you know, developing countries are in the situation that they are is because there is less population control in the sense of like less access to birth control, less access to just like basic health education. Right. Um, so obviously he's looking at one end of the spectrum versus like the entirety of the world you know, places like China, places like India, where there's like a billion plus people. There's no lack of human beings in no. those parts of the world. Okay. The picture that you showed me of Rosalia. So apparently Rosalia is suspected of dating a actor or some. Yeah, he's an actor I in Hollywood. He's like a super white looking guy. He goes, <laughs> she goes from Rao to... I forget what the guy's name is, but he's, he's an actor. Not that it matters. I, I meant about him being white. Sorry. Right. You're uh, half white, so that's what I mean. You're allowed to say that's that. It matters. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that uh she's happy because Rao was clearly crying over her ass enough to like make a whole ass love song talking about I wish you well. Mm -hmm. She hasn't really said anything. She hasn't really like so we can I think we can see just from the evidence that he was not the reason. She mm. was the reason. Yeah. And um we wish her all the best. Yep. Benicio. <laughs> you said Benicio. <laughs> okay, so um, so I was watching TikToks because that's just what I do in my spare time. And it's a great place to go down rabbit holes. Roll the clip. So I was sent a video of a man being interviewed on a podcast. And truthfully, I'm sure I can stop right there. And you already know where this is going. But this man talks about how he broke up with his girlfriend while she was getting ready for the Miss America pageant. Uh, he goes on to say that she was throwing up and that she was crying on the floor in front of him. And he says the reason why he did it was because he was trying to be a good guy. And um, he said eventually, you know, she went on a cruise and she met this guy that was one of the most handsome men that he's ever seen. The man was like some big athlete. And he was like, so she went on to be happy. She ended up marrying that man five years later. And he was like, that guy, her meeting that guy was just enough to peel her away from me. The hubris... The self-aggrandizing of this man was nauseating. To find a way to position himself as a hero in a story where he is clearly the villain is just beyond me. You broke up with this woman while, in the middle, while she's getting ready for the Miss America pageant, and somehow you're the victim? The reason why I'm making this video is because you had to be careful, ladies, because sometimes you could be sleeping with the enemy. Sometimes your biggest hater is the man that's sharing your bed. Some men cannot stand to see you celebrated, cannot stand the, the idea of you achieving some level of success that eclipses where they are in life. Because he goes on in his story to talk about how he wasn't where he wanted to be in life, but years later he started a business and everything like that. But, but he's like, you know, I'm glad I let her go because she was able to find happiness. No thanks to you. The people who break up with you the day before your final always like want to start a fight with you on or near your birthday, on or near the day that you are trying out for some big job or going to an interview. Some people cannot stand the idea of the spotlight being on you and they will sabotage your success. I'm going to need him to stop telling that story and to stop telling it in a way that makes himself feel better. You broke up with her when she was at her peak. Because whatever he broke up with her for, I'm sure it was probably an issue weeks ago or months ago. But no, you saw you saw that moment and the pettiness in you made you say, nah, this is the time I want. I want to do it right now. Right when she's like her happiest. Some men love to see you knock down a couple of pegs. You don't want your hater to be your own man. If he can't stand celebrating you, if he can't stand when the spotlight's on you, when he, if he can't stand the fact that you seem to be elevating at a faster or higher pace than him, you need to beware of that guy because he will sabotage your success. 
Some men are with you, but they don't really like you, not like you like that because they cannot stand to wish you well. Beware of men who cannot stand to see you celebrated. Okay. Wow, that was a crazy clip, as you guys can see, right? That was pretty triggering, I guess, a little bit. I think she has a very valid point just because I know what it's like to be with somebody who's secretly a fucking hater. Right. And so the idea that, like, there are people out here, not just men, but there's, you know, any gender, you could be with a hater. You could be with somebody who is okay with you doing good as long as you're not doing better than them. And I think we even like know friends and family members who are those people that when you say you've accomplished something, they quickly want to like one up you and be like, oh, well, I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. Right. I have a cousin who's like this, who it's like, I launched food blog. She wants to like launch a food truck. And then she's like, every time I talk to her about, you know, shit that I was doing, it was just like, oh, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it was kind of just like, well, we're not Com talking about you right now. Yeah. And it was just like Did very ghetto. No. Okay. She doesn't support anything that I do, but she loves to be like the person in the family events that's always like, look at me. I'm so fucking fabulous. Look at this new thing that I bought in my house. Yeah. Look how beautiful my children are. Look at the artwork that, you know, she's like that person that's just always like just up one upping people. Yeah. And so I think we all have at least one of those people in our lives. But um, I think her va her argument is, is valid. You know, like if you feel unsupported in your relationship, like and you got, feel like you got to stay small and you can't like brag about your accomplishments and all that shit, like you're probably with a fucking hater. And I was just like, I experienced such a co stark contrast of that with you when we were in New Orleans recently for FinCon. And you were just happy to be like behind the scenes, yeah. taking videos, pictures, like everybody was commenting to me like how sweet it was to like see you just being so supportive i've never experienced that and so you know i just want y'all to know like it's not that everybody's a fucking hater out there you just have to find the person who's like literally okay being your cheerleader being your support system and understanding that like one person's success is both of y'all's success yeah i i grew up um always playing team sports and then i did individual like the motocross racing and stuff um, but I've always been a part of camaraderie. You know, when I did ROTC all four years of, of high school and I did the, the rifle team, and that's not the drill team where they, twi they, they flip the, the rifles. I was actually on the shooting, the shooting team. Um, and then playing football, you know, um, you know, varsity football and stuff like that too is, is I, I embrace the team. Mm -hmm. I embrace the teamness. I know what that means. I, I did the same thing when I had my business. I made sure everybody was taken care of, you know, picking up slack here and there. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a team. I think I've said that since we've met is mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a team thing. Um, and also I think people get jealous, you know, and I think that, that people get jealous. I think they get insecure because, mm -hmm. you know, they're not doing anything. I, I, I'm not over here building anything for myself. Right. I'm not over here. Like I, I'm going to start a fucking TikTok, or I'm going to try to be a fucking coach too. Like, you know, there's just certain things like that. You know, sometimes people see something working and they want to do the same thing because it looks easy. And any, anytime someone's good at something, it's going to look easy. Mm -hmm. So, um, the team thing is always, I've always been a big proponent of that, but I think that, and, and I know she's talking about someone else's situation, but um, I don't know if she got the right point though. I think she was so fixated on like attacking the man and mm -hmm. trying to belittle the man and make the man the problem and try to be like, and you're the victim and blah, blah, blah. I don't even... I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't walking around saying like she got married and blah, 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 because she was with me. Yeah. I guess we'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. Right. We don't know. It's yeah. just like a retelling of it. Right. So I, I think that it's, you got to kind of navigate it a little differently. I think the first thing I asked when we got done watching it, I was like, does she have a man? Hmm. I guess what I'm looking for is a little more understanding, you know, it doesn't just like an objective, more. like just take you know, on it. Yeah, just just like she, it's fine that she has the woman's back and all that. That's great, but also be mature enough to be like, you know, have your moment, you know, braiding the man, but also flip it a little bit and just be like, but I also wasn't there, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just a little quick little thing, just to like, because it makes people like me. I'm like, okay, well at least 
at least they're aware that there's another option mm-hmm. or another storyline to what you're saying. It doesn't have to be this guy's a piece of shit because he, he wanted to sabotage this woman during her pageant and he did that out of spite and now he's walking around trying to play the victim in some weird way because she moved on. I don't know. Yeah. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I that. All right. It's time for the infamous Reddit thread, but this is not an am I the asshole Reddit thread. This is from the confessions reddit thread this actually went viral a couple years ago because this is not a new thread so this like there was articles and shit and all that stuff written about this okay the title of the article is or the reddit thread is i ghosted my boyfriend of five years i came over to his house one morning to surprise him with breakfast and a video game that he wanted only to find him naked asleep and with his ex curled up in his arms boom he didn't hear me come in so i closed his bedroom door and left his breakfast and game on the kitchen counter, along with the keys to his house. I went to my car, deactivated my Facebook, and blocked him on all other forms of social media. I then called my phone provider to change my number before driving off. I texted family members and close friends that we were no longer together and to block him on social media as well. I didn't tell them why. I was in a position to end the lease to my apartment early, and I started a new job in a different city that week. I completely removed myself from him and didn't offer a shred of explanation or opportunity for dialogue. I disappeared from his life after his betrayal, and I think it'll not only help me focus on myself without his presence, but I think completely shutting myself off from him will hurt him worse than anything he thinks than anything when he thinks about how good he had it with me this last five years. Uh, gangster. It's gangster, <laughs> but it's also giving coward. It's, Why? It's, it's, it's cowardly to to avoid the the confrontation, mm. to avoid the conversation, to avoid the whole entire thing, and be an adult about the the situation and just take it on head first mm-hmm. and and acknowledge it and do what you have to do. Um, instead, you know, I'm just going to change my entire life all over this one little incident. You know, that's just giving very. There's no fight in that fight or flight. She's all flight. You think it's giving she's, too much power to him? She's a bad flight risk. I, I, I wouldn't even trust her as a friend because, you know, she's, I, I just don't think that she handled it very well. I think that she. What would you have done? Had a mental breakdown in, in a sense. And she just, she short circuited and she didn't, <laughs> she didn't know what to do. And yeah. she was just freaking out and she sat in the car in the parking lot and changed her her phone number and shit. That's just giving. It's just in her mind, it was easier to change her entire existence (laughs) than it was to just confront the man in the bed and throw the fucking breakfast out of him and be like, don't ever fucking talk to me again. Now you get to keep your Facebook. Everything's (laughs) fine. You know, you've been on Facebook since 07. Like, why are you going to get rid of 15 years of friends? That's crazy. So I don't agree with what she did or how she handled it. But what would you have done? Um, I probably would have thrown the breakfast thing and, and <laughs> shouted the obscenities um, and tried my hardest not to damage any property because <laughs> nobody wants to go to jail, right? right. It's not fun. Um, but I definitely would have blew his whole spot up. I would have come in there and been like, I've been fucking him. I fucked him yesterday. So I don't know what he's been telling you, but he's been fucking both of us. Yeah. So you need to go get checked. I'm going to go get checked. He's probably fucking other people too. So yeah. I would blow his spot up like that. And I, I love the the videos where like, the chick's dating, and the two dudes meet each other, right? And then they, they, they bring the, the chick to dinner, you know? And they're like, or the one dude's at dinner, and then the other dude walks up, you know, all orchestrated, and, and sits down and is like, so what the fuck? And she's just like, I can't believe you guys. None of that. Yeah. So I, I think that she should have handled it a little bit better. I think maybe in the future she will regret, if she does it now, I think she will regret the way that she did handle it. Um, you know, there's no point in changing the number and losing the Facebook and the job and everything. Yeah. I think she's giving him way too much power over like her life with those decisions. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of a friend you have, I feel like would do all of those things. I mean, I probably would have done some of those things back in my more immature days, but I think for me, I'm just kind of like, you know, like I, I get it. 
I get like I think her whole I just want to hurt him like yeah. uh, but I don't even know if he was really hurt by all that because no. I would think for me he probably didn't give a fuck about yo. you to begin with yo 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 he he was smashing his ex she didn't even wake him up she left the breakfast on the counter with the game yeah and then I would have got my money back at least she erased herself from his life <laughs> He won. He won. And he dodged a huge bullet because of how shaky she is. No confrontation. He doesn't want a woman like that in his corner who's going to buckle under the least amount of pressure. I mean, God forbid. No, but he was cheating. Like, come on. I I get it, but I mean, people cheat all the time. But that doesn't mean like that's okay. No, I'm not saying it is, but it's like, you know, that's, you know, that's not that serious of a situation for you to like completely erase up and your whole last life put yourself in witness protection it's crazy yeah i mean i I, mean, I don't know how long they were together either so five years oh that's right five years okay yeah i mean i think she should have just had some words with him i, I would have at this stage i would have had some words with him i would have made him understand what he was probably smashing the ex the whole time yeah exactly i'm like this was probably not the first red flag that you had you probably were ignoring a lot of shit because stuff like this doesn't just happen um but I'm like, you know what? More power to you, sis. I hope you found some uh, happiness, and I hope that you don't regret the way that you went about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would have, uh, I would have done it a lot, a lot different. But now that I'm thinking about the fact that they were together for five years and then he was smashing the ex, I mean, damn, that must have been a whole ass relationship on the side. And chances are, the ex knew about it, and she was fine playing that role. She was just yeah. waiting you out. Yeah, there are those people. She was like, I know he loves me. I I, I know he's going to always fuck with me. And I'll just play my role because I don't like this bitch. I've seen this. And I'm just going to do her fucking dirty. I'm going to fuck her man the whole time. And then once he gets tired of her or she finds out and he's single again, I'm going to be right there to to nab him back up. And I bet you he's probably watching 90 Day Fiance with his ex (laughs) (laughs) He's watching Quotas on Chronicles. Oh, Shouts my God. You, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and if you find yourself in this crazy situation like that where you're going to short circuit, you're in the parking garage and you're on the phone with T-Mobile and you're like, you put the phone down for a second and, and actually, no, pick the phone back up, go to your <laughs> web browser and go to BetterHelp. Okay. Yes. BetterHelp.com slash Corazon and talk yourself off of that ledge, okay because <laughs> all this is not going to get anything done for anybody in a positive manner you're gonna the whole shit's it's a short circuit i'm literally like oh. <laughs> but that's what happens oh i've seen it in the car I've, I've read lights and stuff i've just seen chicks just like i fucking short circuit it plenty of fucking time you've seen me do it a couple times too um yeah i have <laughs> <laughs> Again, that is uh, betterhelp.com slash corazon to get 10% off your first month and get qualified therapists right at your fingertips. Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper than quitting your job, relocating <sighs> to a new city. Yeah, that shit's that a lot, bro. Like, they'd be charging you fucking hundreds of dollars to, like, change your phone number if you want to, like, change the fucking phone company, or whatever. It's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I think moral of the story is. Tell motherfuckers what they need to hear because getting shit off your chest is therapeutic. And this is why we go to therapy. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like even thinking out loud and stuff like that is huge. So, yeah. you know, just to be able to like say something, you know, and get it out, it, it is crazy. Yeah. Can oh. you imagine what it's like to like confess to like a serious crime and you're like, oh, I did do that. Oh, I feel so much better. I it has the, to be relief I at some point. Videos. Yeah, I, I watch the videos of these guys that are like been on the run and then they, they, after nine hours of interrogation, they confess to the murder. And then he's just like, oh man, can I get a cigarette yeah. and, and a cold soda? Because I know I'm going to prison right now. <laughs> he's like, I feel so much better. I got that off my chest, man. I probably would have ended up with cancer in three <laughs> years. Man. I, I believe in that stuff. I think if you're carrying around some type of toxic energy, some type of black matter, uh, you're just, you know, carrying that around inside. Yeah. You hate resentment, guilt, lies, all of it, all of it. I'm telling you, that shit's gonna get you. Yeah, you're not gonna just lose your hair. You're gonna lose your a life. lung or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are recording this on Halloween, which officially, as of tomorrow, makes it the holiday season. I, I want uh, Christmas bells. Yes. <laughs> We need to put a superimpose some Santa hats on here. But I think next week we should talk about 
holiday interactions with your loved ones and your partner, how to manage those. Uh, when is the right time to like bring the girlfriend or the boyfriend to Christmas dinner and all of that shit? Because a lot of people are going to be navigating this. Right, That's something well, to think about. It's seven months too soon to take your f- boyfriend to your family's house where you grew up. For yes. Boyfriend's coming to New Jersey to meet the dad in person. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. They're yeah. excited too. It's great. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that topic. If you have questions, as always, that you want us to answer on the show, you can email us at Corazon Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Corazon Chronicles Pod and um, slide in those DMs, y'all, because oh, we're here for it. Yeah. We should, when we're in Jersey for Thanksgiving, we need to do a duet couple episode with your parents oh my god yes we absolutely have to because they are avid avid fans of the show and are always telling us you know like how hilarious they think that we are um i do want before we close this out to read a listener dm uh she says every wednesday i drive around for work while i listen to this podcast the panic was real when i didn't see the episode posted on apple because sometimes you know we will post it like at noon on wednesday depending on just how productive we were um she says the panic was real when i didn't see the episode posted but eventually apple Podcasts refreshed and i was relieved lol y'all need to be on the ride with me so i love that hell yeah for anybody who is tuning in we're having so much fun with this podcast and uh, we want to hear what you want to hear about please leave us a rating and review because that helps us grow we're still at five stars and want to keep that going and uh, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode awesome folks we will see you guys next week adios happy halloween see you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.